Hello everyone and welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. As you heard in the intro, I'm Hannah. Um and you know, today your girl is feeling depressed, stressed, but nonetheless I'm feeling quite blessed. So we're going to jump into it. I'm going to pray real quick. Dear God, thank you for bringing us here and just giving us the opportunity to wake up this morning, uh, to wake up every morning that you've given us, God. We thank you so much. (sighs) And we just ask that you uh, help me as I try to process these emotions and these feelings and kind of just going through through life right now. Um, I pray that you help me with this in Jesus name. Amen. <clears throat> well, let me get started. Uh <laughs> so I'm feeling so many emotions today. Uh just feeling like I want to break down and cry, quite frankly. Honestly, right now I'm literally on the verge of tears. Like the tears are like welling up in my eyes. And I'm trying not to cry just because um you know, I'm I'm at home with family right now and so it's a little bit hard sometimes to be vulnerable. And to really feel my emotions when I'm around my family because I start putting on this face of <clears throat> wanting to perform and wanting it to seem like it's fine, even though it's not, you know, like, and I, I think that the reason why I want to do that is because I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling. Like, I don't know how to explain why I'm feeling all of these emotions, you know, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and it's like <laughs> things that it's like, yeah, you know, that is stressful and stuff like that. But it's like, Also, I feel like there's so many deeper issues that I can't really fully, I don't even fully know what the deeper issues are. So how can I explain that to somebody to, you know, offer up a reason why I'm crying or why I'm feeling so many different emotions. But essentially what's been going on recently is uh, it kind of reminds me of back in the day, I think it was summer 2020, when I used to get super upset over grocery shopping. Like I would get so angry every time I went to the grocery store with my parents because it was like they weren't doing things the way that I thought they should be done. And it was this controllingness in me. It was this selfishness in me. It was this like in me. And it was the first time summer 2020 was the first time I actually remember saying to myself, Hannah, you are selfish. Like I remember like recognizing fully that I was self, well, not necessarily fully, but recognizing that I am selfish and that I, um, or at least I have a tendency to be selfish and that I am very controlling. I have a tendency to be very controlling. Um, and that was the first time I ever really recognized that, you know, ever really like recognized it and admitted it and addressed it. And then also that year was the first time that I actually defined my sin struggle and the terminology that I like, excuse me, that is associated with my sin struggle. That was the first time that I had actually looked up the definitions of like, what does this mean? Like, I say that this is what I struggle with, but like, what does it mean? You know, and that was the first time I actually looked it up. But I'm starting to feel those same emotions now because it's because in that period of the summer, It was this anticipation of going to the next stage of my life because summer 2020, right? Like that was right before I was about to become a college student. I was about to move fall 2020 to 
USF. And so that was the first time that I was about to like really take this huge step into the next part of my life. So there was a lot of stress and emotions going through that, you know, and I'm feeling that same thing now. Now I'm feeling this feeling of like stress because I'm about to move into a new apartment. It costs a lot more money than I have. And it's just, yeah, very, very stressful and very, very nerve wracking. And I'm wondering, am I making the right decision? Am I doing what I need to do? You know, how is this going to work? How am I going to make friends? How am I going to, you know, whatever, because I'm going to be living so far away from campus. And then I'm like wondering, like, is this the next step for my life and all this stuff like that. Right. And then during that time in summer 2020, uh, I also I also remember just being very like angry, just like I got irritated so easily. And I'm finding myself falling back into that where like yesterday I was so irritated and I couldn't explain why. And I felt bad because I was like taking out all my siblings. Right. But I, <laughs> I couldn't explain like why I was so irritated. Like my sister got in the car and she felt like I was mad at her because I had to drop her off or pick her up from from this event that she had. And it was like. I wasn't even mad about that. Like, I was not mad about anything. I just don't know what I was mad about, but I was not mad at them or about anything. You know, I just was upset, irritated, and frustrated, and I don't know why. And so, feeling that and just, like, not knowing that, it just was, like, weird. Because it's like, how do you, how do you, I don't know. And so then, after that, summer 2020, I also kept feeling a lot of these emotions of just breaking down and crying every five seconds like literally I was just on the verge of tears all day every day you know and that's how I'm feeling now I'm feeling like I'm on the verge of tears every day all day and I don't know what's causing me to cry so much or why I'm so upset and it could be accumulation of things it could be a lot of factors um and it could be like I said hidden layers I don't even know But it's just like, I don't know. And so that's been interesting. And then once again, uh, I I feel like I keep connecting it to summer 2020 because that's the only experience I have that this reminds me of. But I just remember being very controlling and being like so frustrated that I couldn't control everything. Because I think that what happens is when I'm moving to a new season of my life... I start reaching to control anything and everything I can. Like, I start reaching to grab control of stuff. And I think that's why I get so frustrated because I can't control anything. And I think that I get so aggravated and irritated because I recognize just how little control I have over myself. How little control I have over my life. How little control I have over the events that take place how little control I have over other people and the things that happen to me and the things that happen to other people and um I think that it's just that fear of the unknown and knowing that I don't have control over that yet it's that fear that causes me to just be like very emotional like I feel like anytime I'm changing seasons I get very emotional because I'm afraid of of what's gonna happen you know what I mean um and you know yeah so so that (laughs) that's that's been going on a lot recently and um it's just it's very interesting 
Yeah. I think that's what it is. Like fear of the future. I just don't. I start reaching, trying to grab control of anything because I don't know where it's going. You know, trying to hold on to anything. It's kind of like riding a roller coaster and you're like going and like, you know, some parts of the roller coaster. I have my arms up. I'm I'm like having a time of my life. But then you get to that one part of the roller coaster where you don't know what's going to happen next. And that's when you grab on to the the handles all like you like I start clenching those handles because I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And sometimes I'm holding on to the handle in excited anticipation of like, oh, my, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. You know, like I think about that, like that excited anticipation normally happens when like I'm like liking someone or like there's like a mutual interest with someone or like new friendships are developing, new relationships are developing, stuff like that. I get excited and so I'm holding on like cost like I'm holding on for caution's sake but I'm still not clinching it because I'm excited I'm I'm excited anticipation ready to see what's going to happen but I think that right now I'm in a fearful anticipation where I don't know what's going to happen next and even though I'm safely and securely buckled in I feel like I have to clench with all of my life onto the handlebars because I'm afraid that things are going to get out of control and I think that that is why I'm feeling such a strain on my life right now. And I think that that's why I'm feeling so many emotions because not only am I fearful of what's going to happen, but now all these emotions are piling up because I'm clenching so hard and I'm choking out everything around me because I'm clenching so hard. I'm not able to just enjoy the ride. And I really want to be able to enjoy the ride, but it's just so like scary sometimes. I'm glad. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the terminology for that because I felt like I was a maniac. Like, I was like, why am I crying? Why am I still, like, why am I scared? Why am I crying? Why am I emotional? Why, why is all this stuff happening? You know, and I'm still like that. I still don't know why everything's happening, but at least I have a little bit of verbiage to understand somewhat why, why it's like this. And it, it's even like getting on a new roller coaster. Like, okay, let me try to get this analogy wrapped up. Basically, like, there are some times where you get on familiar roller coasters this is a roller coaster that you know and you love and you like you've been on it before you kind of know what to expect but you still get on sometimes you might hold on you know to the handlebars because you might not remember something happening or it might take you by surprise but it's still familiar so you can still enjoy it and throw your hands up because you have been through this before to some degree and that's how I felt going into this year, fall 2021, because I, I mean, even though I was going to be living with roommates and I didn't know what to expect with that, I still knew what to expect with like college in general, because I had already been through a year of college. So I knew what to expect. So it was like getting on a familiar roller coaster because I knew what to expect. I knew what was coming up to some degree. I could grab, like, even though I wasn't um, fully aware of everything. I wasn't like clenching in apprehension, fearful apprehension. I was like holding on in excited anticipation. And so now I find myself clenching in fearful apprehension because I don't know what's going to happen with a lot of things. And this is new for me. It's new for me to be living by myself off campus. It's new for me to be like living in a different area than I've lived in before these there's a lot of new things for me that are happening that I am completely like afraid of like I just don't know what to do with that you know and 
and uh, that fearful apprehension. It's like getting on a new roller coaster, not knowing what to expect, still excited for the roller coaster, still excited to to jump on and see what's going to happen, but still clinching instead of letting go and holding up my arms. And, and, And that's exactly how I felt summer 2020, which is why I think I feel those two connected so, so easily. And that's why I was able to reference back to summer 2020, I think, because that was also another time in life when I felt myself clinching the handlebars so desperately. And then sometimes you get on a new roller coaster and you might be clinching the handlebars, but then sometimes you get on a new roller coaster and you just throwing your hands up excited because you like, hey, this was fun. You know what I mean? And I, I want to say this real quick. I, first of all, I love roller coasters. I love roller coasters. I genuinely do. Uh, I honestly like my graduation gift. I low key want to be for us to go to like Six Flags or something because I just love roller coasters. Roller coasters are so fun to me and they're so engaging and I I love them. Um, and I used to not really like roller coasters. I used to not really be a big fan of them. But honestly, now I am like I'm that type of person where I'm like, let's go on the biggest, most scariest roller coaster because I love it. I love that like almost like like excitement but also the little bit of fear and like the little bit of nervousness but then like pushing through that I don't know I just love it I love it um and I love the thrill that comes with like roller coasters but one thing I will say that I learned this past I think it was either this past summer or the summer before when we went to Universal I think it was this past summer we went to Universal summer 2021 we went to Universal and no it might have been some it might have been from might have been for my birthday. I don't know. Sometime we went to Universal within the past year or two years. And I just remember going on the roller coasters and at certain points thinking to myself as I was holding on to the handlebars, thinking to myself, why am I holding on so tightly? And then getting to certain parts of of, of it and being like, I'm just going to let go. Like, I'm just going to stop stressing and holding on. And I am just going to literally lift my arms up and scream the heck out of this ride and smile the whole way through. And I remember hearing a podcast where somebody said that that's what singleness is like. Like, when instead of, like, knowing that you're going to be single, knowing that you're going to get off the ride eventually, but still, and I even think I talked about this in one of my podcasts, like, singleness is like, not being afraid of like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to get off of this roller coaster? Am I going to make it alive? Like recognizing that, yes, this is going to be a period of singleness and it's going to have its ups and downs and it's going to have its crazy moments, but just like literally sit back and enjoy it and like lift your arms up and scream at the top of your lungs because you know you're going to get off this ride eventually. And I feel like that's true in the context of singleness, but what I want to apply it to now is the context of life in general. Like I am, I'm at the point where I'm feeling very apathetic because I am so tired of life right now. Like I'm so tired of being an adult and I'm tired like I feel like as a kid I really wanted to be an adult and now I'm an adult and I'm like I don't really like this actually like as a matter of fact I don't enjoy this at all I mean I do enjoy it but like there's certain parts of it that I'm just like dang like this really was not all it was cut out to be and while I do have fun moments a majority of my moments are stressful a majority of my moments feel like heartache and like I think it's because of my personal choice to dwell on those things but also I think that it's a like just because there's so much of things happening all the time and so I just remember them saying that about singleness that singleness is like a roller coaster but I want to say that literally like our lives are a roller coaster and we know that we're going to get off this ride eventually and so 
me right now feeling in this apathetic state, it's kind of like I'm kind of sitting here and I'm like, I just want to go to heaven. Like, I don't want to be here no more. <laughs> I mean, like not in like a like suicidal way, but in a way of just like genuinely, I do not want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to my Nanthony house. Like, I don't want to be here anymore because it's so stressful. And when you think about what God offered us in the Garden of Eden, when you think about how peaceful it was, when you think about how much joy they had, when you think about how much satisfaction and success they had in being fruitful, when you think about the opportunities they they had in the Garden of Eden, it's just like, yo, I want that. I want that so bad. I want to be able to go back to the Garden of Eden, back in Jersey, back in Jersey. <laughs> and that's what I feel like I'm referencing now. Like literally everything that happens in in my life right now, I'm kind of like, well, back in the Garden of Eden, they didn't have to deal with this. And it's like, girl, <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You want to be back in Eden, back in Eden, but like, chill <laughs> but um, yeah. And so I just am finding myself like really just like, wanting that and really uh, desiring to be in Eden and desiring to be with God and desiring to have peace and just wanting to live wanting to live a, a peaceful life and unenjoyable life but back to the roller coaster analogy life is a roller coaster there's going to be ups and downs it's going to be crazy there's going to be moments where we are clinching the bar in fearful apprehension there's going to be moments when we're holding the bar in excited anticipation and then there's going to be moments where I'm just going to be letting go and letting God and throwing my hands up in the air like I just don't care and I think that recently I've been so fearful and so scared and so sorrowful like just so sad and depressed honestly because I'm like dang I don't like life is just what's the point of living life anymore like what's the point of living life when all I'm going to be doing is facing temptation constantly fighting with my flesh like I'm tired of it I'm tired of constantly contradicting myself I'm tired of constant constantly having desires but then having other desires that directly contradict that like I found out yesterday I was just like oh let me just write a list of all the things I want because my mind was so filled up with all these things that I want I want this I want that I want to be in a relationship I want to date somebody I want to be married I want to have a boyfriend I want to have these type of friends I want to have black friends I want to have godly friends I want to have a group of friends to hang out with I want to have Nike gear I want to have all the, like all these different things that I said I wanted right but then when I look at it it's like everything that I'm wanting is in contradiction with itself like for example I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like I want to have this Nike shirt that I saw at Dick's Sporting Goods I want to have this this like all these different material items but then further down the list I'm like but I want to embrace a life of minimalism and only really purchase what I need and so then how does that like those are two completely conflicting ideas completely conflicting ideas right or I want to have a boyfriend, but then I also want to maximize this season of singleness that God has me in. How does that work? How does that operate? You know what I mean? And so it's kind of just like, which desire is the one that I'm like choosing to follow? And for the most part, it's choosing the selfish ones. It's choosing the ones that reflect what I want and like what I desire. Like selfish, I mean, all of them are low-key selfish desires to be real. But like... Because they're selfish desires in some way. But like, just which one am I embracing, right? And so, just constantly fighting with my flesh. And constantly contradicting myself. And constantly being tempted by the enemy. And being tempted by my flesh. And constantly facing all these troubles in the world. And seeing all these horrible things happening. It's just like, 
what's the point of being on this roller coaster if it's not even enjoyable? You know what I mean? And so then I just was like feeling all this like apathy and feeling all this depression and like I'm not gonna say that I'm depressed like I'm not claiming that over my life but right now I'm I'm in a depressive mood like I'm in a mood of depression right now where I'm just kind of like Ugh, you know Ugh. and so I was reading through Ecclesiastes and I feel like Ecclesiastes kind of reverberates that same uh feeling that I've been feeling which is like everything is meaningless really like everything is futile what is the purpose of the things that we do on earth what's the purpose of it there's no purpose um apart from god there's no purpose and i think that what i've been trying to do is seeking these things and thinking about these things going on this roller coaster but going on it apart from god and so i feel like when i'm with God, I'm able to enjoy the roller coaster. I'm able to throw up my hands. And even when I'm clinching the bar or even when I'm holding on to the bar, I'm still able to enjoy the roller coaster overall and get off the roller coaster saying, man, that was a good ride. That was a really cool roller coaster. Let's do it again. You know what I mean? And so I think that it's just the fact that like, I'm not seeking God right now. Like I'm just seeking everything else and expecting that to fulfill me. I'm putting my hope in everything else and expecting that to fulfill me and it's not. And then I'm getting upset that it's not fulfilling me when it was never, <laughs> the purpose was never, that was never, uh, the intention of that anyway. Like that, that was, it was never able to do that anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I feel like as I'm trying to be more intentional in seeking God, it. I don't know. When I seek God, I feel at my best because that's when I'm actually placing my hope in something worthwhile. That's when I'm actually placing my hope in something that's not futile. That's when I'm actually placing my hope in something, in someone who can really fulfill all my desires and everything that I need in life. And so then the question is, why don't I do that more often? Like, why don't I do that more consistently? And the answer is, I don't know yet. We'll find that out. as we go along (sighs) but yeah it's just one of those things it's like god I want to stop sinning with this but then I actually enjoy it so then I keep doing it you know god I want to have this but then I actually want to have something else that also contradicts with that it's like what you know what I mean and so yeah I don't know all I know is I like that roller coaster analogy and I like asking myself, am I clenching this bar in fear, apprehens- in, in apprehensive fear, or am I holding on and excited in excited anticipation, or am I letting go and throwing my hands up? Because when I, I kid you not, I remember riding the roller coasters, and when I let my arms up in the air and I was screaming, that was the most fun and most elating experience ever. I was like, I need to ride roller coasters more because it just feels good to like scream and to have a reason to scream. And I think that that's why a lot of people really enjoy like roller coasters and thrilling rides and stuff like that, because it gives you an opportunity to let out all your emotions and just scream. Like <laughs> it gives you the chance to be a kid again, you know, and it gives you the chance to really, because uh, I mean, on a normal day, you can't really just scream. Like, you know, you might sound a little bit crazy if you just scream on a normal day. But on a roller coaster, it's fine. Boo, that's the conducive environment to screaming. So it's like, I think maybe that's part of the reason why I felt because it's like, it feels like a release. But in gen- in general, 
All I know is I'm going to get off this ride. And so rather than sitting here and constantly clenching the roller coaster bar handles, like I'm already secure. And that's the thing is I'm already secure in Christ. Like I'm already buckled in. I've already got the little the little thing around my head to protect me on this ride. So why am I so scared to let go? Like I already have God protecting me. I already have God securing me. Them people pulled down on my on my seatbelt to make sure I was buckled in because they getting paid to do that. They made sure I was buckled in. So so why am I so scared to let go? And then the whole entire ride is engineered for these specific moments of of joy, but also these specific moments of like surprise, like you didn't know that was going to happen. These specific moments of like almost fear of like not knowing what to expect. They're engineered for that. So that at the end of the ride, you can get off the ride and say, wow, that was fun. And so if God engineered my life specifically for moments of joy, for moments of peace, for moments of a little bit of fear, so you don't know what to expect coming next, but then at the end of the day, you gonna have fun. Like if God specifically engineered my life for that and he secured me, why am I so afraid to let go? Why am I so afraid to let go? Why am I so afraid to let go? I think that's really the problem. I think that the problem is not that, not I think the problem is not anything else other than just me being afraid to let go. And I think, honestly, because I remember a while ago, I think it was, uh, I want to say, I want to say spring 2021. I'm going to say January 2021. That was when I remember Pastor David told us to go up to the pulpit and or to the altar. And he had like an altar call. I remember sitting up there and I remember God literally distinctly telling me, peace be still let go and that's what I've been learning all this time I've been learning about peace I've been learning about being still I've been learning about letting go and I've learned a lot about being still I feel like that's something I still got to learn a lot more and I still got to practice it a lot more but I have learned a lot and I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I used to like I used to be moving 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 constantly moving but now I'm learning how to be still I'm learning how to take a sabbath I'm learning how to rest I'm learning how to listen to my body and resting when I need to learning how to be still in God's presence and not always just like blah, blah, you know I need to practice it more, but I I have learned how to do that, you know? And so, but now I feel like I'm in a place of learning how to let go, like learning that I am constantly gripping and holding on to things, trying to find fulfillment in that instead of letting go and trusting that God is my fulfillment and trusting that God has this ride orchestrated for me to be able to enjoy it so that at the end of this ride, at the end of my life, I can say, thank you, Lord that was a fun ride you know what I mean um and it's yeah I don't know it's just it's something that I'm I'm trying to obviously as you can see trying to still work through it trying to still figure trying to still figure it out um but yeah I really like that terminology thank you God I really like that terminology because I feel like I'm clinching in apprehension right now instead of throwing my hands up and letting go um And I feel like that's when you enjoy the ride the most. You can really tell when you've enjoyed the ride the most when you your arms are up and you're laughing and smiling. And, and, you know, even though your stomach's dropping, your arms are still up. You still having fun. Like, I just I really like that. I really like that. But no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah. 
Ecclesiastes has been an interesting read, though, because I feel like while it has shown me how futile everything is, and I think it's important for me to recognize how futile everything is. Everything is literally meaningless. Apart from God, everything is meaningless. And so I think that it, recognizing that helps me to not place my hope in anything else because I've been placing my hope in everything else. I've been placing my hope in having a boyfriend or oh, I, I hope I have a boyfriend and I hope when I get him, we can have this type of interaction or we can have this type of engagement or we can have this type of whatever. Oh, I hope when I get a husband that I can have this. I hope when I have kids that they're like this. I hope like I'm putting my hope in all these different people. And then I'm putting my hope in all these different things. I hope that I can find a group of godly friends like this so that we can all whatever. I hope that I can whatever. I hope that I can do this. I hope that I can do that. I'm putting my hope in all these different things instead of putting my hope in God. You know what I mean? And I think that when I uh, as I'm uh, coming to this conclusion, it's really helping me to see how many things I'm really putting my hope in, putting my hope in clothes and materials and home decorations and all this stuff like that, putting my hope in my finances. And that's why I'm so stressed out about moving. It's like I'm putting my hope in all these different things instead of just putting my hope in God. Peace be still, let go. Letting go is putting your hope in God. Recognizing that he's got you securely buckled up on this roller coaster. Recognizing that he perfectly crafted and engineered and designed this roller coaster so that you can have an enjoyable and safe experience. And I think that that is is powerful. The more I recognize that, the more I can let go, I think. And the more that I can truly trust God and have faith in God, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so I need to get back into reading the word of God. You know, this this verse keeps coming up. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And as I've been doing my death to self journey, that's something that's been coming up a lot recently is seeking first the kingdom of God. And I think I've been seeking first a lot of other things. I've been seeking everything else but God. And then wondering, number one, wondering why my relationship with God is not what I want it to be. And then number two, wondering why these things aren't fulfilling me. And then number three, wondering why I feel so empty and why I feel so unfulfilled and unsatisfied and discontent. Because I'm seeking to find fulfillment and contentment in things that were never built for that. It was never made for that. You know what I mean? And so I think that as I'm allowing Christ to come into my heart and not being so like not being so hard like hard-hearted like hard-headed right now because I feel like I'm being hard-headed like I'm like no I'm gonna do it my own way and then I try to do it in my own way it don't work out it didn't work out boo. it did not work out so I'm trying my own way it's not working out and then I'm like oh maybe God you were right maybe maybe you were right about that whole like seeking first the kingdom of God type of thing like maybe you were right I don't know uh no you definitely are right God but um just like as I've been like thinking about that I'm like dang okay like that verse there was something there when uh whoever wrote it I think it was Matthew when Matthew wrote that when he wrote seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be added into you and I think it was actually Jesus who said it but it was in the book of Matthew when that was written when that was said like it was really on to something because like I've just been finding that like I am seriously seeking everything putting my hope in everything that is not God and it's not working out and I'm that's why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And so I just have to literally just recognize that this is the roller coaster God made for me, for my life to be on. And 
Oh, you know what? I will say this. I think that seasons are roller coasters and that life is the amusement park. Bear with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. As you're walking throughout the amusement park, you select certain seasons, certain roller coasters to jump on, right? Each roller coaster is different, but they're all the same because they all come to an end. Mm. They're all the same because they come to an end. They have a start, they have a finish, but they're all different in their own unique ways. Some have you lifted off the ground. Some have you doing a whole bunch of loop-de-loops. Some have you dangling from the air. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? But each one is different. And a lot of them are themed. When you think about amusement parks, a lot of like theme parks, a lot of them, a lot of the roller coasters have different themes. You have the Hulk ride. You have the whatever ride. And I feel like the ride I'm on right now is called the Peace Be Still Let Go themed ride. That's what it is. Like the peace ride. That's what I'm learning because I think that God reminded me of this, that peace is being still and letting go. And at first I was like, yeah, I know what that means. Now I'm like, I kind of might not have known what it meant at the time, but I'm learning what it means now. And I think that as I'm on this peace ride, I'm coming to the point of seeing what it means to let go, what it really means to let go, which is death to self. I think death to self is letting go, is letting go of you, letting go of your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, and placing your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, and yourself in the hands of Christ, submitting all of that to Christ through prayer. Because prayer is submission to God's sovereignty. So the only way to really submit to God, I feel like, is through prayer. And so now I'm coming to see that, like, letting go is submitting to God through prayer. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I'll keep y'all updated. Um, I was going to try to run through Nehemiah and do, like, a kind of study of that. But... To be real, I'm just going to point out something. Nehemiah prayed. And that's something that stands out to me a lot about these prophets and about the people that I read in the Bible. is that they are strong prayers. They pray, pray, pray. And I feel like as you are riding a roller coaster of life, riding the roller coasters of your different seasons in life, It is so vital to pray. And I say that, but I don't actually do that. And sometimes I feel like I don't actually believe that because if I actually believed that, I'd be doing it, right? And I know that that's true, but I don't think I actually believe it yet. You know what I mean? I don't actually believe that prayer is vital because I don't act like it in my life. It's kind of like when people say, like, they know you can know God, but I mean, you can, yeah, you can know God, like know of him, but if you believe in him, you believe in who he is, you believe in his character, you believe that he is who he says he is, that he will do what he says he will do. If you say you believe in God, then you believe in his character. You don't you don't just believe that he exists, believe but you believe in who he is as a whole. And you believe that he is faithful to his promises. You believe that he is El Shaddai, that he is Jehovah Jireh. You believe that he is all of these things that he has said he is because you believe in him. And so I feel like I don't actually believe that prayer is vital yet. Like, I don't believe in prayer yet. I know that prayer is good. I know that prayer is vital. I know these things. 
but I don't actually believe it yet because I feel like my actions don't really line up with that yet. I want them to. I really hope that one day, I, I pray God that one day they do line up with that. But it's just interesting. But yeah, y'all, um, that's basically what I've been seeing. So I think what I'm going to choose to do today is I'm going to choose joy. Ah, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to remember. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me about this. That that was literally what I was supposed to be doing this whole entire time. Like, at the beginning of the school year. <laughs> sorry, y'all. At the beginning of the school year. God took me through this whole season or this whole like learning experience about what it looks like to choose joy. He was like basically showing me like you need to enjoy the moment. Stop being so fearful. Stop like just enjoy the moment for what it is. If it feels like a good moment, cool. If it feels like a bad moment, cool. But enjoy it for what it is and what it has to offer and choose to have joy in that time. And I feel like I just have completely forgotten about that and I just completely let that go. And I need to choose joy. Today, I will choose joy. I will choose joy. Today, I will choose joy. And you know what? I feel like that's what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Literally in Ecclesiastes, I was reading earlier today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to it because he, uh, he says this. He says that... Uh, he says that there is in verse in Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse 24, he says there is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil, basically in his work. And then in another verse, he says in chapter three, verse 12, he says, I perceive that there is nothing better for than for them. Uh, there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. So that's crazy that. The biggest things he harps on is, is being joyful. And I think I want to dive deeper into this because, you know, I think that there's a lot of implications about this, such as like everyone should eat and drink. What does that mean? Because not everybody's able to eat and drink. Some people don't have food and water. You know what I'm saying? How, and I think that that plays a role in like working for the good of others, like, you know, how, like doing like uh, food pantries and stuff like that. Like I think that, that like that type of stuff is what God's heart is, you know, and stuff like that. But um, and that's our like God given task to, to work for that. But I think that like. I'll dive into that another day because I don't know if I feel like doing that today but um I just yeah it's just really interesting that like that Ecclesiastes is just really reverberating my heart right now and I wanted to read through Nehemiah again but genuinely I'm just feeling led to Ecclesiastes because that's just what's giving me a lot of comfort today and like through this season as I'm going through that but um yeah that was really powerful that I, I read that and I was like oh my gosh that's crazy and then another thing is just that futility is not forever like this world, this life is futile. You know what I mean? It's really meaningless when you look at it. Um, even when you look at like a roller coaster, a roller coaster in general, in general is really meaningless. <laughs> like you go on it. I mean, you have fun and an experience, but what does it, what do you really gain from a roller coaster other than an experience? And when you think about it, that's kind of like life. What do you really gain from life other than memories and an experience? Like, I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but I feel like that's genuinely all you can gain from life. You can gain wealth, but once you die, that wealth is gone. There's nothing left. You can gain a legacy, but once you die, you can't see if that legacy is still being fulfilled when you die. You know what I mean? Like you can't look back on earth and be like, oh, are they still upholding my legacy? Like that's not possible. So it just makes me wonder. But anywho, enough about that. Um, But Utility is not forever. And I liked that it said that because it reminded me that, yes, this earth is futile. Like, like, like 
the world and everything in it, including this body that I'm in, is all futile. There's no, like it's all meaningless. It's worth nothing apart from God. It's worth nothing. Um, with God, though, it it is no longer futile. And I think that that's what it was saying in, in my Bible. It was like, had this little whole like article and it was talking about how futility is not forever. And so basically like, like this futility that we face on earth is not going to last forever because Christ is going to return and make everything meaningful and significant. And he's even doing that now, little glimpses of making things meaningful and significant here on earth, little glimpses of heaven, little glimpses of, of meaningfulness because when we do things through him and for him and with him, our lives become meaningful. Like what we do becomes meaningful. It becomes purposeful. It becomes not futile. <laughs> and so, yeah. But anywho, that's enough on that. I think I'm done. I'm tired now and I'm feeling like doing something else. But what I will say is this. I need to focus on choosing joy today instead of choosing to like just wallow in my own self-pity or wallow in depression or wallow in whatever else I'm wallowing in just filthiness because I just need to choose to be joyful today choose to enjoy the moment for what it is and so that's what I'm gonna do all right (laughs) I'll talk to y'all later I hope you have a great day and peace